Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need, no matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project. We got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is top features baby boomers want and don't want in their next home. Hi, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. So this is a study that I found, and uh, I've had it for a while, and for some reason, uh, just kind of going through things and, and, and uh, unearthed this and thought it would be a good topic to, to briefly touch upon here in the podcast. Uh, basically, what this is, is the National Association of Home Builders did a study back in 2019, spring of 2019, so it's about a year old, but I think it's still uh, very relevant. Uh, it was very well done. They, they actually surveyed about 4,000 uh, home buyers that that fit into the baby boomer category, and they also have had to have purchased a home in the last three years, or expected to buy one in the next three years. So these are all people that were in the market or are going to be entering the market, and they gave them a whole bunch of features to rate, and they gave it basically like a scale of, you know, how relevant or how how valuable certain features in a home would be. And they basically basically broke it down into four categories. There's the essential category. So that means that they would be unlikely to even purchase that home unless it had that feature. Desirable, which would be they seriously would be influenced to purchase the home if it had it. Then an indifferent category, which would be really wouldn't affect their purchase decision whatsoever. And then do not want which would mean they probably would not buy the home simply because it had that feature in it. So basically what this survey sort of does is shows the must-haves and then the I don't wants. The the stuff in the middle um you know is is sort of your filler. So I think what what got interesting about this the survey is more of what they really must have and then what they really do not want to see in their next house. And the rest of the things, you know, kind of fall into those other categories. And, um, you know, we don't really concern ourselves as much with that. Those are just sort of the, eh, you know, if it has it, great. If it doesn't have it, that's okay too. So it was kind of interesting as you look through the study. Well, let's go over the things that are very important to baby boomers. And we'll kind of talk about why too, of course, because, you know, we can just read through the survey. I'm sure you can dig around and find the survey. But what's more interesting is the response to it and and maybe why they're thinking that way. So the first thing that was number one most important for a baby boomer in their home is to have a laundry room. Hard to believe that of all things in a home, that would be number one. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, as you're getting older, you don't want to go up and downstairs and things like that. You're probably looking down the road. You don't want to have to go all the way to your basement to do your laundry. You want a convenient laundry room. And, and, and some of the baby boomers might have homes where they have a laundry room in the basement and they're sick and tired of it. So I think that is, is a big factor, obviously. Convenience is, is very important for baby boomers, so that makes a lot of sense. The next most requested item or wanted feature is Energy Star rated windows at 91%. So a pretty high percentage of people wanted Energy Star rated windows. And again, if you think about somebody that's a baby boomer, they're getting into the twilight of their career. They're probably still working or maybe just about to finish up. 
They're probably concerned about energy efficiency. They don't want to have a house that wastes a ton of money. Windows are one of the number one places where energy gets wasted. So that makes sense. Like, okay, I want energy efficient windows. So they want a house that they can sort of retire into and be able to manage. Next up on the list, and some of these are very close in percentage, but just slightly above the next item is an Energy Star rated appliances. So again, high efficiency appliances are very important. Again, they're worried about spending a lot of money. They want energy efficiency so that they're not wasting money on their expenses of their home. They're looking at their income will be dwindling. Maybe they're they're working off of savings or retirement plans, and they want to make sure that they're not you know having those huge monthly bills all the time. So kind of makes sense uh, that they would be wanting something you know home that's not going to have them traversing all up and down, and then a home that is energy efficient. Next item up on the list was a patio, which seems pretty simple uh, that they would want a patio. But again, maybe they have more free time, want to sit out at night, um, you know, have a cocktail, eat their dinner out uh, outside on the patio. So it kind of makes sense. They'll have a little more time on their hands. And uh, I think that that makes sense. Although, again, you would think of all the things in home, maybe that wouldn't come up on my top 10 list. But, you know, it makes sense when you start to think about the lifestyle aspect of it. Next item up on the list is a ceiling fan. Again, I think you could add that to any home. It's kind of interesting that that would be a must-have thing uh, in their home, but uh, maybe comfort. Again, thinking about energy efficiency and things, maybe they don't want to run the air all the time, use energy for it, so you got a ceiling fan, kind of circulate the air, uh, kind of makes sense. Garage storage is another item that is very high up on the list, and I would think that would be high for a lot of people, but garage storage, again, if you're getting in the twilight of your career, maybe you want to have that that extra car that you've always wanted, that little sports car, or maybe your motorcycle, or something for a hobby. You know, you want to have your workbench and uh, a spot for tools and things that you you know want to work on or little projects. So, uh, extra garage storage would make some sense there as well. Some of these I, I I'm a little more confused by. I'll be honest. Uh, exterior lighting. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they mean by that. Um, I mean, most homes do have some sort of exterior lighting. I don't know if they're looking for, you know, a lit up, you know, where you use those services to light up your home. Maybe that's what that is. Um, but that one, you know, a little confusing there unless people just think, well, you have to have exterior lighting. It's a must have. So not, not, not sure on that one. That one a little confusing, but, um, they also talk about a full bath on the main level. That one's very high up as almost an essential or extremely desirable feature and again, that makes sense. Um, you want to have that full bath on the first floor, even if you have a two-story. That way, if something happens, you have an issue with your leg or knee or back, you can't go up the stairs, you've got you know a full shower or some sort of full bathroom on the main level that you can use and enjoy. Next up on the list, we've got three more to go. Walk-in pantry, which makes a lot of sense. Most people nowadays are expecting a walk-in pantry in a new home. And, uh, you know, they want that extra storage, you know, with all the bulk buying that is available and, um, you know, the, how hard it is to actually get stuff out of a traditional pantry cabinet when they're deep like that. It's really hard to get into the back of them, keep them organized. So a walk-in pantry is definitely high up on that list. And that's really the first item that is, is kind of a little bit more of a luxury item or something that you wouldn't necessarily see in every existing home out there. So that's a good sign for people that 
you know, our building that, you know, walk-in pantries are important because people want to have, have that type of feature and you're not going to see that on most existing homes that were built before, you know, the mid-2000s. So that's sort of a newer thing. Next up on the list is hardwood flooring. So again, you know, thinking about this, you know, they want things that are easier to take care of. You know, if you spill things, drop things, you want more hardwood floors in the home. We notice on our condo projects that a lot of our clients do want hardwood floors in the great room and things. So not just the kitchens and the the foyer areas and back halls, but they want them a lot of times in the family room as well, sometimes even the master bedroom, um, just because it's a little easier to keep clean. And then the last item, which kind of ties in with some of the earlier items, is an Energy Star uh, rated home or for the entire home to be Energy Star. Um, so again, having a home that is built efficiently, energy efficient, and not going to cost a lot of money to own or operate in the long run. So kind of interesting when you think about that, how they, they looked at things as to what's essential, what's not essential. Uh, let's talk about some of the features that they do not want. So we talked about the the far end of the spectrum of what they really must have in a home. And we got the must have items, but now let's go over the items that they do not want. So this would actually be a deterrent for people to buy a home. Not not just, well, yeah, I don't really like it. It's These items are a deterrent for me to buy a home. First one on the list, kind of surprising, elevator. They would not buy a home because they had an elevator in it. 74% came in and said that. So kind of interesting. Maybe they feel, again, that's an extra expense that they don't need. If they get to the point where they don't, or they need an elevator in the home, that maybe they should be living in assisted living or something else. So not sure that's quite the thought process there, but probably just looking at going, any home that has an elevator is probably going to be more expensive than what I want to spend money on. So kind of interesting. Second item on the list is a wine cellar. So again, maybe that's a luxury item. You know, think of a wine cellar. It's probably a bigger area. Might even be refrigerated, have lots of wine shelves. You know, again, while retired people may enjoy their wine, they probably don't necessarily need a whole cellar for that. They're probably trying to downsize. So that, that just seems like a lot of extra space for something that they maybe don't need. Uh, next one's pretty obvious, uh, daycare center. Uh, probably not going to need that uh, if you're a baby boomer. Maybe if you're watching the grandkids, but again, let's be realistic here. Most most of the time, they're not going to have grandkids at their house every single day, uh, let alone the need for an entire daycare center in their home. So it makes sense there. Um, next item is two-story family room is actually at 59%. So kind of interesting because you know our single family buyers, especially on two stories, they they want that volume ceiling. They want that taller room. But the older generation, the baby boomers, do not find that to be a mandatory item. What would be interesting is to find out if they do want a taller ceiling in the family room, but a two-story ceiling could actually be a deterrent for them to buy the home. Again, looking at energy efficiency, maybe they're just saying all that heat's going up to the ceiling, waste of money, don't want it. Want a more comfortable, small, cozy home. Makes sense in that, that regard. So maybe that's that's the thought process there. Next item up on the list is plant-covered roof, or partially or completely. Um, yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't see that as a must-have for, for anyone, especially in my climate, but even around the country, um, that is, you know, would be obvious that something like that would be on the list. That That's definitely 
a, a very oddity and a, and a luxury item um, nonetheless. So uh, glad to see that. I mean, you have a huge list here, so there's going to be things on there like that, and it's good to see that. It's almost kind of a balancer on the survey just to make sure that they actually are really looking at this thing and taking it seriously. So that makes sense. Pet washing station it came up on the list. Uh, about 58% of them said they would not buy a home if it had a pet washing station. And if you think about it critically for a second, although you know boomers do have dogs and cats and things like that, they may just say, you know what, that's a deterrent because there's a pet washing station in that home that you're buying. That means the person that owned that home had pets. And, you know, maybe they have allergies or they don't want to buy a home that, you know, smells like dog or cat. And so kind of makes sense that that would be uh, something that would come up on the list. Next item on the list of things that boomers do not want, dual toilets in the master bath. And again, looking at saving money, saving cost. I don't know that I've ever built a home with two toilets in a master bath. That is something I've never actually done. Uh, we built a lot of homes and we built some pretty fancy ones and never had the request for two toilets in the master bath. Uh, seems excessive. So, um, you know, I, I could see why maybe that would pop up on the list. That would be something you'd see in multi-million dollar homes. Um, you know, we have a lot of separate vanities and things like that, but not separate toilets. That's, that's kind of an interesting one. And then the last three features that baby boomers do not want or did not find valuable in a home was to be in a golf course community. So it's kind of interesting that many of them don't feel that that's necessary. Again, that's an extra cost, um, probably a premium, not only on the land, but you might have high association fees to be in a community like that. Maybe you're paying for golf when you're not going to use it. So it kind of makes sense. Cork flooring. Most of them did not want that. They wanted hardwood floors, but they did not want a cork floor. Um, so probably too new, too interesting, or not too interesting, but, um, you know, sustainability isn't necessarily high on a baby boomers list. Energy efficiency, however, is. And then the last item on the list was high density development. So they don't want to be packed in like sardines. They want a smaller home, but they still want a little bit of space. They still want their privacy um, they, they want, you know, a little bit of that as well. So they want a nice quiet area, probably concerned that they don't want to live next to a bunch of younger people that make a lot of noise or coming and going a lot, different hours, late nights, things like that. So they want to have their space and some privacy. So there it is. Those are the things that baby boomers really must have. And then the things that they really do not have. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into one more part of this really quickly that is interesting. And they also talked about some community features that they really felt were desirable. So again, if you're somebody that's out there targeting this market, or maybe you're a boomer yourself and just interested in this information, um, they have a high desire to be near retail space. So as they get older, maybe they don't want to have to drive, you know, you know, on a lot of freeways and things to get to places. So they want retail space nearby, close at hand. And that was 72% chimed in on that. Walking or jogging trails came up very high at 66%. So they want areas to walk through and things like that. Uh, they want a suburban type of environment. So again, that makes sense with the density thing that we saw. So they want to live in a suburban area, not an urban area. So even though they're suburbs, they still want things close by. 
A walkable community is very high up on there. So it kind of ties in with walking and jogging trails, but walkability is a big thing. And then last on the list was park area. So having the ability to have parks. So again, think of a boomer, you know, they're probably not wanting fitness rooms and pools and golf courses and things like that, but they just want an area where they can walk, where they can maybe have some nature, have some open area, quiet, um, relaxing activities as they kind of enjoy their retirement, maybe, you know, take their pets through those areas uh, every day at the end of the day. Uh, maybe they're working part-time or or they are retired and they just want to enjoy the weather and the environment. So makes sense. I think a lot of the things on here for the most part are very sensible. They make sense. And it does give you some really good insight because, again, they pulled people that were baby boomers that were either buying a home in the near future or have already bought a home. So I think it's a very targeted list. It's good information if you are you know, having a home that you're going to sell to and you want to, you know, target maybe a certain audience, like a baby boomer audience, which is a pretty big audience of, of home buyers out there. They have money and it, it's a large population group. This is really valuable information because this will tell you what to highlight when you're listing your home. If you have some of these strongly wanted features and then if you have any of the features that on this list that are more undesirable to them, you may actually want to downplay those or not not really advertise those um, because that, that could deter that audience. So especially if you live in that sort of semi-rural community, so maybe it's a smaller home and you think a baby boomer is going to buy it, this is really super valuable information for you. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of The Home Building Hero. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It's super easy. Wherever you're listening to Home Building Hero, just hit the subscribe button. And on top of it as well, please make sure to share um, some of our posts and share this podcast with your friends and family so we can continue to grow, continue to provide you guys valuable information, not only about home building, land development, real estate, current news, all that kind of stuff. We got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all very soon.